hello. Welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. And I have had a couple of things weighing on my mind recently, and I just thought, you know what, let's just get in there and free flow it, <laughs> which I often free flow within the podcast, but I have an outline of what's coming. So I'm going to tell you on the occasion that I've done this, I don't know what's coming because I have a couple of things in, in, you know, that are sort of written down, but where it goes, it's going to go and it's going right here, right now. So hang on for the ride. I can't promise you it's going to be a good one. Might be the best one ever. Might be the worst one ever. Not sure. Here's what's been weighing on my mind. I'm just going to be really transparent. And I think this is important because look, I've, I've told you all along. I don't dodge the hard things in here. Uh, at healthy perspectives, we are we are big believers in you know trying to do the 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 very best that we can at all times, and facing head on facing the challenges that are before us, uh, regardless of comfort. It's not about comfort because we know that comfort creates uh, you know a a um, uh, a laziness and an inability to shift, and we don't want that. So. What's been weighing on my mind is this, this I, over the last couple of weeks, I've done a couple of podcasts on one on conspiracy, a few of them on education. And I'm trying to ask myself, like, why is this stuff at the forefront for me right now? What is going on here? And the more I think about it, the more I keep coming back to these things in these categories People are saying routinely that the good is negated by the bad. You know, the, the idea that during the time, I'll give you a, 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 the easy, easy, low-hanging fruit. The Constitution was written during a time where racism was a, you know, at, a, at a high in the United States. Well, okay. So does that mean that the Constitution, the vision, the, the, uh, the, the path forward at that time, because there was racism at that time, that means the Constitution is crap? No, I, I, I no, I refuse to accept that as a reasonable response. Does it mean it was perfect? No, no. Three fifths of a human being? No, that's terrible. And when we put it in context at the time, it might be the best single vision forward. The Declaration of Independence and the Constitution might be the best visions forward that history has ever seen potentially i'm not i'm not one of those uh, you know conspiracy theorists saying that you know the american uh, way is is the best we will ever see 
but it is so far the best we have ever seen when we look back historically. And what happens is people are saying the Constitution is no good because it was written during this time of, of race and conflict and civil war and blah, 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 blah. Right? Well, that's that's not something that I, I can believe in. So I've been wrestling with this. And the reason that I can't believe it is because if we look back and we say truly that something was the best it has ever been and it's backwards, what does that say about our today? It means we're going downhill. It means that we are going to fail. It means the ship is sinking, folks, and you better jump. And I don't believe that. I don't believe that for one second. I don't believe that at all. Why? We don't have segregated bathrooms today. I could talk to black people or white people or brown people. Nobody said, oh my gosh, I can't believe you spoke to that person. No, not at all. You could have a black owner, a white owner, or a brown owner. You can have an Asian owner. You can have all, I mean, look, is it, is it perfect? But no, I think a hundred years from now, 200 years from now, we're going to look back and we are going to say, well, <laughs> could have been better. But isn't that the normal growth response? If you as a person are peaking in middle school, you were the best you've ever been as an athlete in middle school. And from then on, it's downhill. Unfortunately, you were a crappy athlete. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you shouldn't, you know, go out and have fun playing sports. It just means you suck. And if you suck at something, like, like I say around here periodically, if you suck at your job, get a new job. Don't suck at your job. If you suck at a thing, that's okay. Don't do that thing for a living. Don't put yourself in a position where you are going to be dependent on for that thing for which you suck. So if a politician sucks at their job, which a lot of them do, why? Because being a politician is about dialogue. And many of our politicians, I might even argue that most, although I haven't done the math, uh, that many at least, if not most, are about monologues instead of dialogues. There's a big difference, folks. A monologue is, I'm going to go out there and say what I want, when I want, how I want, because that's what I want. And it doesn't matter what you say. And I've shown this in the past here on this podcast when I did, uh, you know, episodes on, you know, politicians coming to a meeting where they're supposed to be talking about A. And then, you know, a, a, one of them gets up and is talking about X, Y, Z. And then another gets up and talks about L, M, N. And another one gets up and talks about S and B and they're not talking about the topic. Those are monologues, not dialogues. And 
Politicians are supposed to have dialogue by design if you look at the way it's supposed to be. So I was left thinking, what is it about conspiracy and education that's driving me nuts? It's the eternal optimist in me. It's the person in me that says we can grow and get better tomorrow. You know, some people will say, well, you're an ideologue. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit. I'm also a little bit of a realist and I'm also a little bit of a, you know, I mean, I, I, I can't be defined by one category. All right. Let me see if I can take this into the therapeutic realm for you. All right. Cause I, I sort of took you down a rabbit hole. I told you, I didn't know where it was going to go folks, but I want to try to put it in perspective. I'm, I'm going to go with trauma, anxiety, ADHD. If I, if I'm trying to negate the good, it's super easy to say trauma is all bad. It's just all bad. Why? Because I wouldn't wish that on somebody. It's a horrible experience to have to live through. But if I negate the good, then I also have to say that mothers against drunk driving is bad. Because that came out of trauma. So is mothers against drunk driving bad? Is the fact that mothers against drunk driving changed the the arena of drinking and driving completely to make driving illegal with minor amounts of alcohol in your system and saving definitely thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives in the process. Is that bad because it came out of trauma? I can't do that. I can't. I mean, I know other people go that way. They're like, anything that comes out of trauma is bad, 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 bad. No, it's not. Factually speaking, no, it's not. A lot of good comes out of trauma. It's called trauma growth. There's a whole field in my profession that talks about trauma growth. Anxiety. Every Anxiety is bad, 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 isn't it? No. Because what happens if you don't have anxiety? We have apathy, folks. Apathy is the opposite. I don't care. I don't need to pass the test. I don't need to go to work. Anxiety is what makes you set your alarm, get your butt up, and go do something productive and helpful for our world. That's a good thing. We should all have a little bit of anxiety. Is there a level where it's too much? Absolutely. But it's got good and bad. You cannot negate the good because there's bad in it. How about ADHD? I told you I'd go over all three of these. ADHD. What a what a wonderful diagnosis, right? You know, it was it peaked in the 90s. It's making a resurgence, folks. It is what it is. I, you know. Um so many of you are like, "Oh, attention deficit hyperactive disorder." Folks, turn back the clock. You go back just 100 years back into, you know, 1923. 
an agricultural growing into an industrial uh, world, but primarily agricultural still. Matter of fact, we were agricultural until until basically the internet era. So the seventies, the eighties. Uh, it's so it's so agricultural, and still to a great degree, we're agricultural today. We just do it differently. Um, but let's go back, nineteen twenty three. You're living on a on a ranch, doing you know working with cattle, or you're living on a farm and you're growing some crops. Who do you want running it? I can tell you the answer. Somebody with ADHD, folks. Because in a time where things are not coming at you at a million miles an hour, which is the time that we're in now, and I understand we got to adjust for the times. In a time where things are not coming at you at a million miles an hour, how many things does somebody with ADHD have to hold on to? Well, they're going to hold on to their social life. So they're dating and stuff like that. They're going to hold on to their family life. They're going to hold on to their work life. Outside of that, what more was there? Their economic existence, like, you know, these all run through the work realm. Okay. So put it in perspective. Nowadays, we're still holding on to those things. But now we have the political arena that is blowing up and we're all part of all the time. We have, uh, you know, this whole economic thing that's going on and we're all part of all the time. Why? Because our social media is a consumption arena. And what are we doing? We're consuming, consume, consume, consume. So a person with ADHD has a lot, a plethora of things to distract themselves with. Whereas a hundred years ago, not so much. And why would we want somebody with ADHD running our farm or running our ranch? I'll tell you why folks. It's very easy. It's very simple. ADHD has a side effect. The side effect of ADHD is high energy. High energy means high productivity if it's funneled. If there's not so many distractors, somebody with ADHD is more productive. That's just a reality. If they can eliminate the distractions, they're going to be more productive because they'll be able to put a greater energy because they have greater energy into it. So if you throw out ADHD, we wouldn't have had, you know, uh, the the ranchers and the ag- you know, the agricultural world that got us well to the industrial world, that got us to the the consumption of media, the electronics world. If folks, you're trying to say because of the bad, the good doesn't exist. And you try to eliminate something like the Constitution or eliminate something like education or say that all education is either good or bad or all uh, you know, all politics is either good or bad. Folks, that's just naive and foolish. And here we're about having healthy perspectives. So. Does the bad negate the good? No. But does the good negate the bad? No. 
So we put it into context. We look back and we say, the Constitution is one of the best documents we've ever had to govern a people. A people of what? Of a republic. People of a republic. How do I know that? <laughs> Go back, folks. Go back. What do we do when we say the Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to, when it gets to this part, and to the republic for which it stands. To the republic, folks. Not to the Republican, <laughs> not to the Democrat. The Democrats and Republicans love using this language. Democracy, republic. Well, we were a republic. And go back, you, you figure it out, folks. It's not that difficult. That being said, it was written in a time where it was different. And if you don't put it into the context of the time, that's a miss on you. Fast forward. Martin Luther King Jr., he walked this planet and did a lot of good things. A lot of good things. Did he do everything good? I know. They, some people are going to say, that's blasphemy. No, he didn't do everything good. Take somebody who who was evil. Absolutely evil. Uh, let's go with, mm, let's see. I'll go with Hitler. Hitler, there's universally understood to be not, not a good man. Did he do some good? I know, that's a tough question. There's good that comes from bad, and there's bad that comes from good. So I would argue there were some things that Hitler did that are good. Not on purpose, because he was trying to do evil. He thought he was trying to do good in his own mind. <laughs> It was, he was twisted. Anyway, why would I say some good came of it? Because he created a trauma. We, as a world, learned that one evil person can change everything. Just like one good person can change everything. Introduce Mother Teresa, Gandhi, Jesus. One good person can change everything. Well, we learned that one evil person can change everything as well, which we've known for a long time, but for some reason, we have to be reminded periodically. I wish we didn't. I wish we would get smarter than that and understand it's not all good or all bad. Some people right now are like, uh, Biden is the is a man of the people, and he was sent to us from God. No, he wasn't. Not to save you. Trump, sent to you from God? No, he wasn't. They are just people. Don't mistake that. So at the end, what I am suggesting to you is as our culture, 
as our divisiveness over the next year gets more and more and more. And I'm, you know, I, maybe I'll talk about more conspiracy stuff. Maybe I'll talk about more education. Is all of the education bad? No. Is all of the conspiracy bad? No. Conspiracy by design is talking about some facts and bridging gaps that can't be bridged. Education by design is to educate. There are lots of educators who are doing a good job. Is it a weapon? Absolutely. It's both good and not good. If we go in and we we suck out the good from it, we can leave better people, smarter people, wiser people. If we go in and we're not paying attention, it can suck you down a rabbit hole of bad. They do that with SEL. They do that with, uh, let's see, what else? Um, uh, the ESG stuff. They're sucking you down a rabbit hole that's not good. Is all ESL bad? Is all uh, uh, of the um, you know ESG stuff bad? For those of you who don't know, the social emotional learning, uh, emotional and social growth, uh, you know, the, the, these, no, it's not all bad folks. It's also not all good. So you have to keep your radar, your radar intact, pay attention to what your radar is saying, understand where they're bridging gaps that can't be bridged folks. We got to do that with conspiracies. We got to do that with economics. We got to do that with education. We got to do that with politics. You have to remain engaged or you're going to get sucked down whatever rabbit hole people want you to. And if you associate with good people, well, the cool thing is they'll suck you down the rabbit hole of good. And by default, you're going to do good. But if you get sucked into the rabbit hole of bad, you're going to do bad. We see it all the time in riots. They don't start out riots. They start out protests a lot of times. And then some bad comes along and some good people who aren't really focused on what's going on get sucked into it. People who would never throw a rock are throwing rocks. They're sucked into the moment of it. And I would propose to you, don't do that. Understand that there's good and bad in everybody. Because even if they are 100% pure evil, there can be a response by others that is 100% good. And that changes everything, folks. I hope this was not too confusing. I just wanted to, you know, my, this is just where I was today. And uh, I know it was a little bit of a rabbit hole, but I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate our audience a lot. So we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms. But you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com. Or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy 
Dash-perspectives.com. You'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.